37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. We're taking a slight departure to Italy this week as we take a look at Disney Pixar's latest release, Luca. Silencio Bruno. I'm Chris Fletcher. Everyone loves an underdog, right? I'm Lucy Rain. Santa Mozzarella. Hello friends, I'm Hugh Rain. Everybody. I was feeling that music then. Yeah, it's um, it's a funny one this week because we normally have two weeks off before we do a show, but that, then we realised that that um, Luca was being released, so we thought we'd better do something about it, didn't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we did. So yeah, that's so, this. So here we are. That's this. Is, this. this is what we're doing now. <laughs> we're going to try and keep it a bit succinct today as well, I think. So uh, see, see if we can uh, manage not to have a unicorn come and visit us. Well, I'm going to help you out because I have no history. This is a brand. I don't. I don't think I have done for other new release films. Actually, no, not the new release ones. They they just come fresh out of the bag. We don't want all that background and that baggage. We're like, mm-hmm. let's have a look. What do we think? How do we feel? So we're kicking straight into it, aren't we? We are. So do we have any, anything else we want to say, or do we just jump straight into the kids? Well, let's. Do you want to talk about your first thoughts about it? Anything like that? Expectations. Well, ex- expectations. Yeah. Um, because because uh, I'm one of the licensees with work. We. Um, I attended a Zoom presentation last summer where someone read through the whole story just in quite a flat voice. I remember you saying this. At the time I thought, I think I muted it after a while because mm. I was working at the same time, but I thought, I don't, I don't want to experience the story this way, so I muted them. So <laughs> would, did you, was things spoiled for you for when you watched it last it, night? No, it would have been, but um, I, it was that long ago that I actually forgot most of it. Yeah, well that's good. Okay. I really didn't have any expectations for this. I felt a big build-up towards Soul at Christmas. I'm currently feeling quite a big build-up towards Black Widow because I'm a big Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. And somehow in the promo PR web of Disney, this seems to have fallen between the sofa cushions a bit. So it wasn't until last week we are like, oh, Luca's released this week. Usually I'd be counting down to a new Disney release. Well, they've almost declassified mm. Pixar films over the last year, haven't they? Yeah. Um, with, with everything happening and cinemas mm. being shut, obviously, when uh, when Soul came out and, and Onward just creeping in before it, um, they just seem to have made this decision. that And, and I think, weren't the announcements back in the last year that were that this um, and that, is it Turning Red, the next one? Mm. The schedule oh, yeah. will, also, will also be straight to Disney+. Plus. So it, it seems like it's a, it's a trend. My expectations were probably built around what we've had from Pixar for the last forever so I expected to be pulled on my emotions rather heavily and at, and at times in ways that I didn't want to be so that, that's, that's the expectation I had going in pretty much. Isn't it strange when a studio has a reputation that reputation yeah. that reputation, yeah. that reputation yeah. not individual filmmakers or directors or writers the whole studio mm-hmm. very strange situation well, it, it's a bit like um, we've got a period that we're about to jump into with Disney where there seems to be uh, uh, similar themes appearing over a number of films. And 
it almost it feels a bit like that to me as well. Like like they've just gone down this route and and they've almost been daring each other to make the next film sadder and more mm. or more emotive and and to push more adult themes into this and and it, it's kind of reaching a, a a bit of a pinch point for me. I think things need to change. Okay, so I'm going to be interested to know when we get on the story if you think in in which ways you think that. Um, is fulfilled in this film because I think it actually it, it turned a bit of a corner um, as of previous trends well I shall talk about that um, yes. as we get going shall we listen to what the kids have got to say I think listening to the kids is a very good idea right now let's do it we had a movie night and we watched Luca and I had popcorn it's about this sea creature and he's called Luca and when they go on land they're human but whenever he gets wet he turns sea monster again the town kill those monsters and want them dead this person pulls one who's supposed to stay in the water onto land and then he like stays on the land when his parents found out they thought it was dangerous up there and they were going to send him to the deep with his weird uncle and he was my favourite because he's so weird. My favourite bit was none of them. They go to the human town and they want a Vespa which is like a motorcycle and they have to win a race to do it. They had this poster on his friend's wall. And it was of this Vespa. They imagined that if they won it, they would travel all around the world. So there's three stages swimming that the girl does. Eating pasta. Luca does the bike riding. And he won the race. They got the Vespa, but the person sold it so he could get a ticket on the train to go to the school. Their friend who was helping them with the race she had to go to school on a train and go see her mum. Then Luca actually went with her, but his friend didn't. The end! I will give it four bubbles out of five. My favourite bit was the race when Luca won. My favourite colour to watch nobody. I would give it a four out of five. Zero out of zero. Why is that? Did you sleep all the way through it? No, I didn't sleep all some. Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. <laughs> there you go. Nope. <laughs> um, they were really good with the names there, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I'm, I'm going to struggle with some of those. I struggled with uh, a character's name. I had to look it up. Like uh-huh. As we were watching it last night, I was like, I thought his name was Roberto. <laughs> but it's not. There you go. So that's that's just, that's just a restaurant we like. Ah. <laughs> I feel like we should have said before the kids yeah. just told you the whole story. No spoilers. There, there are spoilers, spoilers in this review. This is a spoiler review. Just it is. if you haven't watched it, but by now we've ruined it for you anyway. So. Although you don't know who, who any of the been? characters are, so you don't know who's going to do any of these things. I, I can't imagine people watching this who haven't seen it. <clears throat> No, and I will put spoilers on the title for it yeah. as well, so they'll, yeah. they'll be aware. Mm. You'll you'll be aware. Good. So yeah, this feels different. Yeah, it feels like a studio g- 
Ghibli film. Ghibli, 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 Ghibli. Um, or uh, have you seen that French one, The Triplets of Belleville? No. Um, it had that feeling about it, and I think it, that was intentional. It had this European feeling to it, and also possibly a bit Japanese creeping in. But it just felt like a different studio had made it. Felt, it, felt, yeah. it felt Italian. Success. Yeah, it really did feel Italian. It, <laughs> it had um, a lot of the qualities that I like in, in the film, the talented Mr. Ripley. Not as many murders, but um, that, that whole feel of it just pulled me straight in, right mm. in there. The, the Riviera. Mm. Also, uh, that Riviera touch with Markham and Wise. Okay. <laughs> a surprising number of the cast, of the crew, I should say, the cast as well, but the crew, uh, the writers, the directors, the lead animators were Italian, mm. I noticed when the credits came up, which came as quite a surprise because it's still Pixar. You know, they haven't recruited elsewhere, or perhaps no. they have, but yeah. But, but if they're bringing out a film uh, two a year like this, then mm. they, can, they can afford to do that. They can afford to get some other people involved. There's a, a 15 minute documentary on Disney Plus with the director going back to his hometown, which is basically a, a place exactly like that. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it all, but it looked quite interesting. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a non story, this, but, but there you go. So if you want to check out the extras, it's like probably Brian, worth it. Uh, Brian Butter, Butterfield or Butterworth? Butterfield. Uh, I haven't read it, but I will on my next holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, check you know, that out, maybe. It's been five years since the last like fully female-led Pixar film. Can you name that film? Uh, that would be Inside, Inside Out. Inside Out, yeah, presumably. No, uh, Finding Dory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. since then, <clears throat> it's been Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, which um, Mrs. Incredible, Incredigirl, what's she called? Elastigirl? Elastigirl, yeah. She, she's, she's you know, more at the forefront, but it's, it's about all of them. Um, Ensemble piece. Toy Story 4, Onward, Soul, and now Luca. And, I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it's a bit of a, uh, where's, where the girls at? Well, Toy Story 4 is very much about Bo Peep and, yeah. and about um, that other girl as well. And also, we watched, uh, I can't remember what it is, is it? Pixar moments or something. There was a mm. um, a documentary on Disney Plus, <clears throat> and there's actually a woman whose job it is to make sure that the lines are e evenly divided between yeah. female and I, male I characters. Think it generally, is across like all the characters mm. if you look at them. But like I say, it's been five years since you could truly say Finding Dory. That's a female character-led film. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's just quite interesting that it's been. Been that long, really. It is. Mm. But is the next one going to be a girl? I think it is. is yes. It? Turning yes. red. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So yeah, so that balance will come back. It's just interesting. I'm not, you know, I'm not, not making a comment. Just, uh, just noted it. Did you find there was an air of familiarity about this entire film? Because I, I felt like, and, and maybe some of this comes into animation. I'm not sure, but um, certain characters you felt like you'd, you'd seen and felt those characters before in other Pixar films mm -hmm. um, yeah. and it felt like it was a very to me like it was a very deliberate thing to help bring you in I think I think with with this film it was like it was like a, a summer holiday film wasn't it? Mm. it it was like what you did when you were when you were a child and you went and met friends at the campsite or whatever and, and you'd spend that whole holiday with those people and they were the most important people in the world and you were going to be friends forever that's mm. what it had that feel about it and that familiarity and I think it felt like it probably wasn't deliberate, but it felt like it was a deliberate thing that they brought in characters and the mother and father that were like the um, 
the mother and the older uh, um, student in Monsters University, and the villain was like the chef in in uh, Ratatouille, and um, they, they just seemed to be to me anyway. They, they really stood out as real mm. similarities. The girl's dad was the dad from uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it, it, I, I, I understand what you're saying about those characters. Familiar for me, uh, I, I really enjoyed the feel of it. I did enjoy the story, and it, you can tell when you're two thirds of the way through, and you're really worried about what's going to happen next. You're really engaged in it. That you, you've got a good narrative there. But I do think there was a problem across the board with the relationships, just across the board in the whole film. I have several problems here. Um, he comes from a very loving family unit and they, they established that quite soon. But the speed with which his mother decided she was going to send him away for two years to a dreadful place, mm -hmm. a very clearly dreadful place, she didn't think she was sending him to a better place, was quite shocking. Um, the way that he was happy to just leave his parents in that way um, and he didn't have concern for them and then they didn't come back was quite shocking to me. There was a bit of a dysfunctional relationship going on between Alberta and... What's the main guy? Luca. Luca. <laughs> what's the film called again? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Alberta and Luca. That that was a little bit dysfunctional, you know, the... <clears throat> You know, when it was Tom Sawyer and Hook Finn, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know that story, but I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah, it was. pretty much was. Um, where was Alberta's dad? I thought that was gonna be a big reveal. The big reveal was that he'd been there for ages and his dad had gone, which I knew was gonna happen, but where and why that is a huge issue, yes, but it isn't. It, this is the thing for me, it isn't because those are the things that. Pixar in any other film over the last five, six, seven years would have gone in depth into and would have felt heart-wrenched and broken about it and awful, but instead it was just a nice story and they didn't focus on any of those things and I loved it for that. I loved the simplicity of it. I loved that it wasn't throwing us into all these difficult questions about relationships and, and where people's parents were and, and the wherefores and whys. It just it just had it it was focused on these two, three characters that that had the friendship and it focused on that and not on everything else around it. I'm going to disagree with you there, Chris, for very, for very specific reasons. Well, the thing is that you, there's lots of examples of um, books and films that are from a child's perspective and they don't show you everything because not everything is important to a child, but what you do get is the information that is important to that child. So Julietta, for example... Um, they don't go into the backstory of why her parents got divorced and how she feels about it or anything like that. But you do know that she spends summer here with the dad and that she goes back home and spends uh, and then goes to school where her mum lives. And to that child, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. The rest of it doesn't matter. But you're leaving out information and you're leaving out things, uh, relationship issues that would be very important to those characters one way or another. Um, I know why they don't delve into why the parents do this, do the other, um, but it's, you know, like a break of trust would be important to Luca with his parents and that moment isn't there or a, a, a connection when his parents decide that his can go to school would be important and that's not there. And I think any narrative, no matter what the genre, that's what it's built on and there was just something that was a little empty. A little empty in it all. 
But I enjoyed the story. I've gone heavy. <laughs> well, I, I, I um, to be a bit more superficial, I, I, <laughs> I thought it was very uh, Finding Nemo meets Little Mermaid, and not not just because it's under the, the sea, but you've got these overprotective parents who are like um, Marlon, mm -hmm. who you know don't you know don't want him to go anywhere near the, the humans or the outside world, but also he's collecting trinkets. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and that, it, and, I said that. At the time and he's basically the wanting to be part of their world. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, so it felt like really familiar territory with this story. Um, it's like, like, what's so bad about the ocean? It's bigger than, you know, like, why does everyone want to go on the land? What, what's so good about it? Mm. I don't know. Actually, I thought, it, I, I would liken it to Dirty Dancing um, as a film, um, or The Way Way Back, in, in the, the way in which that character goes through their experience um, in, in this new place, meets new people and interacts with them. And, and again, I, I do get where you're coming from, Lucy. I completely mm. get where you're coming from. I just think in this moment, in within this story, those things aren't pivotal to it, and so they, they don't matter mm. in, in that instance. Um, did you find it strange <clears throat> that his job seemed to be, it job as a kid, mm. protecting fish and stopping them from being killed, and then when he went up to the land, his job became well, killing help you fish, get the fish yeah. and then eating fish. Mm. <laughs> But not a job eating fish, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I did. Bit of I <laughs> did they eat the fish? They ate the pasta. It was well, it was a fish pasta dish, wasn't it? So I'm oh, assuming was it? it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the sea monsters. So they probably, they probably the fish underneath were farmed for themselves, were they? Mm. Farmed for them. When he served up that that pesto pasta dish, I said to Lucy, "Does that look good?" Because she likes pesto pasta. Oh, I love a pesto. I pasta. do love a pesto pasta. Oh. Do you like gnocchi with with pesto? I do. I do. Oh, we are, do you know what? We, we had a very late lunch, and I said I'm not going to need dinner, and I didn't at like six, seven o'clock. Now you're starving now. I want that pest, pesto pasta. <laughs> Delicious. Um, there, there's, a, there's also an attempt to make it sort of magical by having these cutaway dream sequences, mm -hmm. but um, I thought they were a bit. They didn't really add anything, and and they kept coming at like odd moments. You know, like a, like he'd just be talking to his mum, and suddenly he'd be in a daydream. And she'd snap him out of it, but daydreams aren't really like that. You don't just kind of go, mm. and you're off in a work. It's a, it was a bit like, it was like they were trying to make it sort of, you know, Walter Mitty, like, you know, a bit peppered with a bit of magic and daydreaminess, and I thought it was a bit of a miss that for me. It, it's interesting because in like a Gravity Falls type TV series, you can do that kind of stuff and and it works well, but in a, in a longer format like a film, mm. I don't think it necessarily does. And I think that. Again, again, we'll talk about this in animation, but I, I get the whole thing had a, a feel of more of a TV series than a than a film to me. Yeah. Even though it didn't have like straight stop points or chapters or anything to it, it felt like it would have worked really well as a as a you know an end to end series. And that's the first of two <coughs> Gravity Falls references today. At there least. you go. Um, I, I, I love a Gravity Falls reference. I I just want to um, make clear at this point I. Got, got very nitpicky then if we're reviewing this as a perfect, perfect film. But if I just put aside my shoes, I did really enjoy it and I really enjoyed the romp, loved the setting. Mm. I loved um, the race aspect and the character of Julietta when she came in. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was. I, I liked that it was quite low stakes, mm. basically. A Vespa. They want a Vespa. I mean, I know there's other things going on and, you know, themes, but that's. Basically, the, the through point is we want a Vespa. Did and not, not even a, like a brilliant Vespa, like a, a clapped out old yeah, rotting that, Vespa. Yeah, that would be good Vespa. enough. Yeah. 
the joke of the mum and dad trying to get all the kids wet in the village as well was <laughs> yeah that's pretty fun. good I enjoyed that but also it's nice this the sort of the locale it was nice to spend time there I guess I just, I just generally just wasn't blown away though it was it was nice enough but uh, and this is what I always say about Pixar now is I go yeah it was all right not a classic though not a classic mm. Pixar and uh, they're just that's happened less and less. We're getting classic Pixar's. When was the last time we got a classic Pixar? Like, I think the first five. I love Bugs Life, but maybe not Bugs Life, but you're talking Toy Story, Monsters, Incredibles, things that have had sequels since, yeah. but I, you're established I, I major love, franchises. I love Monsters University. Yeah. It's one of my favourite Disney films of all time. Uh, unpopular as some people might think that, but I don't think it's a classic still. When, no, but I mean the franchise the last, of monsters. When was is, the last classic? Um, I'm looking at the list of the films. Well, are you back to good, oh. good stories, but not necessarily? For me, it's probably The Incredibles, all the way back there. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not personally that big a fan of Ratatouille. Wally's a good film, but it's not like. Oh, sorry. Three. In the zeitgeist. Coco's great. No, Up is great. I love Coco. I think Wally is a bit of a classic. I've still not seen it. It's the only oh. one I haven't seen. Oh, when was up? Was that after Wally or before? Oh, I'm this really list isn't, sure. isn't chronological. Anyway. No. <laughs> I, okay. Um, it's when, been a long time anyway. I think when, the answer is long time. When do we do planes? <laughs> Shall we judge the star? Uh, judge. Judge. Shall we mount the story? Or have you got anything else you want to say about it? Um, I don't think I've got masses to say. The only other thing I would like to say, and I know you'll talk about this in your cry factor, but... The emotion stuff, it wasn't huge, it was just nice, and actually that made it nicer when you got emotional about things. Mm. The ending, I'm going to mention a TV show now um, on Disney+, Plus, um, which I've already mentioned twice today, but I've said before, Lucas cried his eyes out in the last episode of Gravity Falls because it was the end and they were going home, and he was absolutely mortified about it, and he cried today, uh, well yesterday, sorry, when we watched it, at exactly that same point when it was all over oh, and he was going him. and he was letting him go that's what that's when Lucas got really upset um just because it was really beautifully done again I know you're going to talk about this later you might have completely different views to me but there wasn't any of they weren't pushing it hard all the time they didn't keep trying to make you cry every 20 minutes they mm -hmm. weren't they weren't introducing things just for the sake of emotions mm -hmm. um and and it was it was refreshing it was yeah. nice it's a strange bar to have to get below though when <laughs> I was, I was starting it didn't to, make my soul hurt. Oh, brilliant. You <laughs> well, know. I, was, I was starting yeah, to think that, like, with Pixar, they were, the first thought was, like, what's a good crap? What's a good way of making people cry? Mm. Almost, almost, almost like they were forgetting the, the other things and they were putting them on afterwards. Like this Lamp Paris and the Hazelnut Shortbread. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what was saying earlier about his parents, I, I didn't buy that they kind of, um, you know, Alberto sells the Vesper and, get, you know, then the whole family arranged for Luca to go off. Uh, behind his back, even though he's stressed interest in it. So, he, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, but, but they go, oh, while you're here, we've got your ticket. I've sold the Vespa. You know, they put all the eggs in one basket, and you go in on this train. I didn't, I didn't buy that. His parents would also be like, see, even if it's like for a better life, like I don't, mm. I would never do that. I would never send my daughter away, like thinking, ah, she might enjoy it. But I guess it's the it's the next bit from the, um, uh, you know, the end of Dirty Dancing. When you realise, hey, do you know what? She can dance. And I'm really pleased to see that she can dance because maybe, just maybe, she can be my daughter again. Mm. 
So I haven't seen it. <laughs> so, so that that's well, that happens. That's what happens. Right. And in this film, he, he, they they win the race, and they're suddenly like, oh, well, actually, look, he's managed to do all this, and he's been on land. Um, okay, fine, I'm sold into it. Maybe he's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. But in Dirty Dancing, you don't see what happens next, whereas in this, you do. I suppose maybe they've got to have something happen at the end. Like he's got to have grown because it's coming of age film, so maybe he, he can't just go back to his old life, can he? Maybe maybe this has to happen. I don't know. I just, I just didn't buy that. That whole scenario of like, see ya, son. And also, this has all happened uh, behind your back. But now that you're here, but, get on that train, bye. But his thirst for knowledge is great. The, the fact that he, he takes in everything that Alberto says to him and believes it all. And then as soon as, as uh, Juliana starts to, to question it and, and basically show him otherwise, he just wants to learn more and learn more and learn more. And I love that. And, and mm. how could you as a parent say, no, forget it, get back in the water. I, I don't want I think to I, That child of ours is going nowhere. I think <laughs> I took against it a little bit with the uncle scene. And I think we need to talk about that. And then that decision, been, as far as they knew at the time, they'd got the uncle in the kitchen. He'd only been there once. <laughs> I know he then confessed to going more, but the uncle was already there and she was like, right, that's it. You're going to the worst place possible. But there's several things about that. A, I think that was awful and poorly written as a plot point mm-hmm. there's other ways they could have done it he could have gone to live on another island or whatever um to have could him change into a sink this concept of going to the very 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 bottom of the sea where there's no light and these weird it's one of my biggest fears you know when you see documentaries on it <laughs> it's I, I don't find it interesting i just find it so gross I need to turn the documentaries off immediately. It was kind of funny, it's the but worst it was thing. funny, but really dark, like really you know, like, dark. Me, you know, literally and you know, metaphorically. But um, it just it left it's a depressing thought that it would have to that it would be sent so to awful deep, deepest darkest depths of the ocean. So one of the things I thought I've now mentioned Dirty Dancing, but I kept I've kept coming back to this thought that it felt very eighties to me. But in 80s film, they would be sending the, the kids to, to army camp. That would be that's the equivalent, isn't it? It's I know, the, but it, I mean, You keep being like this and you're going you're to go join the army. I need to translate it. It's not the equivalent. They were sending him somewhere where he would have no nothing to do or be. He'd have, mm-hmm. it, it would be nothing. It's like going to and prison. it would just go be alone with your that, own actually, thoughts. Yeah. And that uncle was gross in the... <laughs> worst possible ways it wasn't like oh how funny what horrible monster i found that whole seeing his innards and i just found it i just found it awful <laughs> it was disturbing. i found the whole <laughs> yeah, thing was, uncomfortable so. and at that i think deeply disturbing fundamentally disturbing yeah i just glossed over all that well the rant i went on about relationships really i'm being i'm probably painting it too much with the whole brush because it was all formed in that moment mm. i thought there's, there's something really wrong about the way they've written this mm. and then I, I probably just, it was confirmation bias, bias from then on. The rest of it's probably not as bad as I say in that respect, but I just found that awful. But it's funny that that's how you've taken that because they'll have written that thinking, well, this is a gag, isn't it? This is a good gag. And probably it, not it much more just, to it than that. It was too bad. It was upsetting. It was, yeah, a, it yeah. was really upsetting concept. Mm. It was almost like it was abusive. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd come out and be fun people playing football with some kids and it's just... <laughs> And, oh, look, he, he rode his bike really fast. I'm so proud of him sending him to school. How fickle are you? Mm. You know? Anyway, go on. <laughs> Should we score it? Yeah. Go on, then. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's nice to spend time, like I say, in that locale. It was, uh, it, was, it was new. It felt a bit fresh. 
Uh, it just didn't blow me away and I found the story actually a little bit meandering. To say well, it was quite simple, but then it was, it was just felt a bit wobbly. There was nothing to really latch onto. Like, this is happening. It was like, yeah. I give it a seven. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. I think it's great. Is it War and Peace? Is it Pride <laughs> and Prejudice? It's, uh, it, is it Tangled? No. It's just, it's not that perfectly written as these kind of stories. So it's a seven. It's good. Sometimes you need a good, like, summer movie, summer bromance movie, mm. or, you know, or a Dirty Dancing, or a Way, Way Back, or... God, he loves Dirty I Dancing, know, or, doesn't he? Or Huck and, Huckleberry Finn and, and Tom Sawyer, you know, I grew up loving that, and I know it's a problematic story, we won't get into that right now, but that, the friendship of those, of those two unlikely people... Stick of the Dump? Stick of the Dump, yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know, it, this, this, this kind of story's been done so many times, and generally, like you said, the stakes are really low, it doesn't matter, it's just about those characters and it's nice and it's fun and you get invested in it and I really enjoyed it I've given it an 8 next up we have animation shall I press a button this time because I didn't do yeah, the we story yeah we didn't play the jingle first time oh well here's the animation music Look at the animation hue, the characterization hue and don't forget the background and the style yeah man well animation yeah this has been criticised by some I've seen. Uh, I follow a, uh, an animation uh, um, news topic on Twitter, and a lot of animators were complaining about Bean Mouth. Okay. Uh, Bean Mouth is... Uh, is this your CalArts thing? That you... It's a CalArts okay, thing. Okay, thank you. Um, often associated with CalArts. Uh, so we're thinking Gravity, Gravity Falls has it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, the Amazing World of Gumball, mm -hmm. Steven Universe, um, and the new Thundercats Raw. Bubble Guppies. Has a bit of that right, as well. Okay, uh, Clarence to some extent. I'm not sure that's quite the same, but they have this bean mouth, and I sometimes draw bean mouth in my work, and I quite like it occasionally. I don't stick to it though. Um, but then also, it's one of those Twitter things, classic Twitter, where one half is saying it's just bean mouth, and the other is saying, "Oh God, anyone who buys into this bean mouth thing, you just—it's more than that." Blah blah blah. So it's just one of those arguments. Anyway, I don't. I don't. I think my point is, <laughs> I quite like the bean mouth in this, because I haven't seen it really in CG, and I think it suited the style. Lucy saw some in Disney Store today, and she said it was like pure admin. That's what I said about um, Turning Red, wasn't it, a few weeks ago? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, I noticed that straight away, and I put, oh, in fact, in my notes it says CalArts about ten times, I think. The, the thing for me is, I've not, I've not seen it done in a 3D kind of way, apart from Bubble Guppies, which basically is 3D images with pencil drawing mouths on it and stuff. Well, not pencil drawing, but you know what I mean. It, it's, it's nothing exceptional. Um, I thought it did work really well. One of the things I found really interesting, though, we were talking about this uh, when we were looking at um, Tiana, about, uh, um, what's that one called? The Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Um, is, is how they took these 3D characters and they tried to do 2D things with them, like the mother's calling thing when she was going, ooh, like that. Little things that they were doing with the way that, the way that they moved that didn't feel natural because it was in 3D, but they were obviously trying to play with that a little bit, and it actually kind of worked, I thought. Mm. I, thought I, I thought it felt quite experimental at times, different to what they've done before. Um, it didn't look like a Pixar film in the same way that other Pixar films have done um, forever. It didn't look, look Disney either. It, it felt like it had its own identity, and I really liked that. I wouldn't have been surprised if you had told me it was one of the other studios, if you'd said this is a Blue Sky film. Yeah. Very, very believable. Oh, no, it's not that bad. Well, no, no, okay. 
He doesn't have. Oh, sorry, it, I'm thinking of uh, Illumination. They're it bad. Doesn't have <coughs> the, guys. Blue skies owned by Disney. <laughs> it doesn't have the thumbprint of Disney and Pixar particularly. Um, one character that you've got to take into consideration is the landscape, which was exquisite. Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely exquisite. Agree. I loved it, and the underwater landscape as well, which you don't see as much, but that was really lovely. No faults with that. The character design of the sea monsters, I instantly disliked. But as soon as they became humans and started turning back into sea monsters, I think it made a bit more sense to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't particularly like the human, the, the legs with the, um, like, a, a bit of what do frogs come from? Tadpoles. The tadpole tail, mm. you know, that kind of... So thing if, I, I just wasn't getting if, it. If the whole film had been those characters, you'd have, you'd have been like, just, those creatures. You'd I been, just you'd thought it was a bit naff, really. They were too humanoid. The fact that they'd made them some hair what? out of the scales. What's and, the whole deal yeah. with them? What, I, that's what a big question. What, what, why did they change to the humans? That wasn't. Was that's not not addressed, is it? No, no not at all. I and mean, I suppose they could just to go like, that's fine. They're just yeah. two creatures. It just, it just humans, happens. But it's a bit. It's a bit strange that it's not. I don't know. For, for, there was a point where I thought. What are they? Mm. And also, if they were just sea creatures, you'd be like, well, what are they? You know, they, they, yeah. forget the fact that they turned to humans. Like, what are they to begin with? What are they? Are they mermaids? Mm. Isn't there an M. Night Shyamalan Malingdong film that's like the opposite of this, with people who turn into monsters? Sea monsters? Am I imagining that? Um, we, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's the not, shape not, of water. Of have you seen oh, yeah. the shape well, of water? No, I haven't seen the shape of water. No. That's a Maybe very that's interesting film. Mm. I recommend you watch. Mm -hmm. It's creepy. And also a splash. Yes. Yeah, not splash too. That's the other end of <laughs> the spectrum, right there. I'm not sure I've seen splash. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I initially it was because they were humanoid and they'd done what they often do. They try and make things familiar, so they'd got the same hairline and fingers and legs, mm -hmm. and I just thought it's naff. But because of the way the story had to go, and if they got splashed on, it, it kind of had to be like that. And seeing the hair turn into real hair, mm. and then back to feathery scales. So I made my peace with that. But I'm still not I found sure. some of the wiping off of the water a bit too sudden. Yes, like, it was. Like, oh, hands away. Mm. Well, uh, well, like when he fell in the water and then got back into the boat, and, and he was under a, um, a bucket. Uh, I can't remember what it was. A, bucket a blanket. A blanket. And he was mm. just dry straight away. Yeah, and when, when he crawled under, <laughs> under the, the table, table and then popped up and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very convenient. But it, there must be a level of how wet, how wet you need to be. Yeah, at some point you've you got to be willing to turn a blind eye to it yeah. for, for the sake of the story. Um, I liked the... Uh, I did like the uh, the Italian gestures that they were doing. They were, they were doing uh, we've watched Sopranos lately and... Um, you know, there's a lot. There's a now lot of the, uh, lot of the, the finger, the thumb to the fingers gesturing. Lots Some of, great lots videos on YouTube that explain what they all mean. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, well we that's do like body language videos yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, we do. Um, but also the, 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 the that naughty boy. He was really well animated at, at times. He was great. I if, yeah. The, the animator whose like you know job was you know focusing on that was really good. Do you know what I really liked? The design of Julia Julietta, mm. depending which was. Um, I really liked her level of prettiness, I suppose is what I'm trying to say, because I'm so glad when they do these female, well-rounded female characters of any age who don't need to have the big eyes and the jawline, because she was quite... Um, she was tomboyish. 
she was tomboyish, yeah. but she, there was nothing aesthetic about her particularly, not in the traditional female way. But she was so appealing and fun and likeable and nice. I really liked that. Yeah, I, I, I know you've mentioned already the, the, the setting, but what I loved about the, the town was when you first see it, it looked really colourful, all these beautifully coloured walls, all these different houses in different colours. But if you get closer to it, you realise it's all quite faded, all quite worn, there's chips and, uh, mm. and, and bits where the concrete's coming off and the, board, the, the boards above the shops are all wooden, worn down. And it just, it's just got this real loved, lived-in, loved feeling about mm. the whole place and it just made me feel so warm inside. It really oh. did. Loved it. Maybe we want them to open the borders. <laughs> if only. <I> know. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? I, I think so, yeah. Hey, Chris, you haven't said anything about the water. Um, yeah, well, it, it was wet, wasn't it? It's I not Disney what? water, is it? Chris does like Disney water. I like Disney water. I'm not so keen on the Pixar water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was all right. It was all right. There was a bit, actually. You know... Speaking of the sea monsters, one of the bits when they first start, when he first started coming out of the water and he came out and just his head came out, and I thought, it looks like a bit like flounder, different colours and stuff, but actually in the head, the head looked like a fish. Okay. Mm. But then it had this whole body attached to it as well. Mm. Um, I probably should have said that when you were talking about the sea monsters earlier, but I didn't. So there you go. Anything else on animation? Score it. Kick it off. Um, I'm going to give it... An eight. I love the overall look of it, particularly the setting. Um, I'm just, I'm not a hundred percent on whether I like the Bean Mouth or not. <laughs> now that you've called it Bean Mouth, I, I would have yeah. called it Calarts. I've written Calarts here, but I'm just changing it because uh, you know I'm moving. It's also clear to me why it's called that. It's because the mouths have the shape of a bean. bean yeah. <laughs> it's Simple it's very distinct, isn't it? Mm. I'm just not sure it works in, on 3D. I, I can't decide because I I can see what they were trying to do, and I think. Potential there. If they, mm. I think, just keep at it. Keep at it, guys. I keep thought, trying it. You'll I get thought there. Bean Mouth worked well, actually. I liked it. I'm giving it a nine. I've given it an eight. Uh, it's nice enough, um, but actually, when you when it comes down to it, those extra sort of couple of points, uh, there's nothing new and exciting. Mm. You know, like when you watch Coco, um, the bits in that way. You just you see you see the the you know the underworld, uh, I can't remember what it's called, mm, and um, the it's just like, wow, Land look at of that. the dead. And there's not really anything, uh, there doesn't have to be, but basically there was no moment like that where mm. I went, oh, that's that's new, that's different. So it was just, you know, it was solid at eight. Yeah. Music then. We are going to talk about the music. Rate the songs and score the incidental bits. Can I just say I love this soundtrack? It's great. Oh, I I uh, have a real thing about Italian music, Italian music in general, and that kind of I, I don't even know, but like 50s, 60s, 60s sort of yeah, 60s yeah. sort of era feel to it, it just it pulled me in straight away. And again, I'll go back to Talented Mr. Ripley and all the jazz that's in that. Mm. There's, there's something about, they couldn't have had any other music for that setting. If they were gonna get this right, both visually and music-wise, it had to be like that. And it, and it, yeah, I don't have much more to say except I just loved it from beginning to end musically. I've got very little to say about it. It's just like, it was refreshing. It's, it's something that almost everybody won't have heard any of that, that music. Mm. I, I haven't, I, you know, I you know, consider myself relatively, you know, um, you know, muso, but um, I've never heard any of it, and uh, I probably never will hear it, uh, you know, since. 
from from now on. Mm-hmm. But it was just nice to listen to this refreshing sixties Italian pop songs. I really loved the transition with the opening from the the sound design from kind of a cinematic sense, and then they had it. What do you call it, Hugh? Diegetic and non-diegetic sound. Correct. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and that then, the fact that the music, the gramophone, was the thing that sort of led you down into the yeah. sea as well. So it became important, not just as actual music, but as, as an item. Very clever. I knew there was going to be that bit where the music sort of cut off and it echoed out, it, it reverbed mm. out. Felt it coming when it happened. I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, there it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. music cuts out and a bit of echoes and like, oh, we're transitioning. Something weird's happening. Because sound travels really well through water, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, it was. <clears throat> it was very appealing. Very appealing. Mm. Yeah, I, I literally have nothing else to say about the music except Me that. Me neither. No. <laughs> Score it. Oh, eight. <laughs> I've given it a nine. Um, I would listen to this soundtrack gladly. Um, I can't get a ten because um, I can't remember any of them right mm. now. Yeah, I think that's why so, I went with eight. Uh, it's like, but I've given it. A, I've given it a nine because it's just really good fun. Um, I, I echo everything you just said, Hugh, and it's a nine for me as well. There we are. Yeah, indeed. Now I don't know if you've looked at IMDb because it's early days, isn't it? But it was hanging around seven point two or seven point three last time I looked for the audience. Well, I've got IMDb here. Do you want to look at? Oh, have you got it? I don't. Uh, uh, no, I've, I don't have Red Tomatoes. Right, whatever it's called, that thing. I'll What's it called? Up, I'll look at Rotten What's Tomatoes. What's it called? That one, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oh, oh. In the meantime, I guess we could talk about something else, but I don't know what. It's have given... you got a score? Yet? Have I, you got a cry factor here? I can give you the cry factor. Oh, well, let me do that then. Okay. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. He really loves it. I don't know why they just can't be together. <laughs> Hugh's cry factor. I got a stirring when Luca went out in the rain to save Alberto and he changed back in slow motion. Something about, I've said this recently, uh, just the um, Max Maximus in Tangled, just a slow motion horse. I was like... <laughs> something about slow motion just gets me um, so you, you, you know he's like he, he reaches out and he slowly turns back you know, he's, he's sheltering from the rain for all that time and he goes out that bit but um, that was a bit of a lump in the throat uh, but then yeah the goodbye at the end was you know that took it up a notch it wasn't massive it wasn't up you know mm. I'm, not, I'm not talking up here but um, but like, as we said earlier what a refreshing change not to be cajoled into like bawling your eyes out you know it's just like I think that the, the, the cries in this were deserved is what it was yes absolutely they, they were agree. earned um, I've given it a three Ooh, nearly lost it there I didn't have a good grip on my pencil <laughs> <laughs> okay so the scores are in and IMDB give it 7.6 if you follow IMDB very very average there um, they did better on Rotten Tomatoes which tends to be a little bit more discerning so we've done 89% for the critics and 88% for the audience. Yeah. There so that's are. good. Yeah, not bad at all, is it? But what do we give it? That's the question. We gave it 81. Oh. Now, I prefer Onward. I really like Onward. Uh, we gave that 76. Uh, oh, that was kind of my fault, though, wasn't it? This We've given this the same score, can you believe, as Pinocchio. P-I-N-O-C-H-I-O. 
See, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a Pinocchio fan, oh. but I think anything from the Golden. Well, not in. This is one context. more than the Lion King. Wow. One more than Aladdin. We've been generous. Look at you two with your nines. It's the music. It's the music. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's really. But the music was such an. I won't say non-feature because we all enjoyed it, but it was just kind of there. Mm -hmm. But what I will do at some point is I will take all these scores that we've got and I'll make them into separate tables, Pixar films. Yes. And, and the classics through the eras so that then we've got a better understanding because I yeah. think it's really difficult to compare what Pinocchio was, for instance, to what this is or, or, or um, you know, Lion King as well. It's really difficult and to And when you're reviewing Lion King the week after you've just reviewed, what will it have been like, Pocahontas or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. There we are. I'm looking for more 81s, but I don't know. Winnie the Pooh, 84. Was Cinderella around that? Cinderella. Hey, uh, yes. Where is no, that? It's there. That's painfully low. 64 we gave <laughs> yeah. that. Sorry, this Cinders. Is, the star is quite <laughs> Go back and lean. see why. <laughs> well, we've got through that fairly, fairly uh, spirited, haven't we? As was the plan. As was the plan, yeah. Okay, well... We're just about at the end of this. Um, just to say that we've got everything on YouTube. Uh, we've got things on Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. You can catch our podcasts on our podcast client uh, or any po podcast client. We've got this and we've got the DLP show as well. Lucy puts all kinds of interesting videos on YouTube because um, she's very active at that stuff. Hugh and I do it every now and again when we remember. Um, and if you want to support us at all, we've also got a Patreon as well. You can give us three little pounds a month and it just helps us uh, do Weesh. clever stuff with technical Keep, stuff. Keeps us, yeah. keeps us in microphones. Yeah, yeah we got like new, we got new mics. Woo! Mine's in my hidden Mickey. Oh, you can't I, I, I moved mine mic. earlier on this show so uh, you might have heard me going, you know, you know when you're watching something and you can just do uh, oh, oh, maybe I'll just do it on here. Yeah, that is. I hit mine earlier. So, uh, so we've all oh, done shit. it. It's, it, it's happen it happens, isn't it? Well, there we go. We'll be back in a, in a week now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be what? Wreck-It Ra Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph in a week's time. Oh, exciting stuff, yes. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Just getting through them now, aren't Firing we? Firing through. Firing through, we are. So, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye, pals. <laughs> <laughs>